Hola, welcome to Salvi Mujeres Talk. I am Oti. I am Tati. And we are two mujeres, primas, y amigas embracing our raíces salvadoreña. Reaching out to share with our Salvi community con la misma curiosidad. Hola, comunidad. This is Oti from Salvi Mujeres Talk. Hi, Tati. Hi, everyone. How are you? How are you, Oti? I'm pretty good. Aquí. Another getting ready for our next um, bunch, our podcast. Um, but it's been so overall, it's been pretty good. Um, um, I'm doing pretty good. It's yeah, we're in April. I'm excited. So we are taking a family trip to Hawaii, my first time to the island in Kauai. So I've been getting ready for that and packing up and everything. Um, so it's been really good and looking forward to our trip. That's really, really, really nice. I'm excited for all of you. Yeah. Well deserved rest. Yes. You need to take those days to to recharge those the battery, right? To keep going. So I'm glad that you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really, really excited to go. It's something that my um my parents spoke about a lot that they wanted to do this for us, you know, unfortunately, and you know, my mom passing everything, my dad still wanted to uphold um, her dream of t being able to take um, her kids and her grandkids to, to Hawaii one day. So we're going to do it in behalf of her memory where we're going to, mm -hmm. you know, good time and just, you know, think about making memories. So my yes. dad and my dad was like, no, we're going to go, but vamos a ser felices, vamos a ir con felicidad and in her honor, but in a good way. So that's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm really excited. So when I was looking up, though, um, what restaurants and I've been having I've been receiving a lot of recommendations um, of where to go and where to eat and out of curiosity. I looked up pupusas. Why not? And there is pupuserias, but not in the island that we're staying. We're going to stay, we're going to stay in um, Kauai. Pero in Maui, in Honolulu, I pupuserias. I love that. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. They are everywhere. Uh, right. So I thought that was awesome. I thought it was really great to see that. And again, you know, you think of... Kauai, you just think of, you know, their traditional foods and everything. But, I mean, tienen comida de todo, obviously. Um, but it was really, really cool to see que tienen pupusas allá um, in, in Hawaii. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. I wouldn't, I mean, I know we are everywhere, all over the world. But mm -hmm. cuando piensas en Hawaii, you think, oh, for them, you know, to keep their tradition, their culture, their food. And it's nice to know they have pupusas. Mm. And I, I feel really happy that your dad wants to keep this tradition in this trip in memory of your mom. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do so many things related to our family. And, and for some of them that are not longer here, because I can remember I did a, a trip like that with my sister-in-law because my brother wanted to do that. He's no longer with us too. So I think the memory, right, that we mm -hmm. keep alive and, and not only the memory, but to honor them, that thing is that 
the trip itself is more than a special when you yeah. do it like that. And when you put your heart into different things, uh, having your your loved ones or or the people that influence the most in your life, it's it's something amazing to do. Yeah, to be part of in one way, but in a good way, right? That we're not going to take it as a being sad or right. anything, right? Mm-hmm. Taking it with it, taking them with us. Yes, and talking about that, this really brings me to this special person that we're going to have as a guest uh, for this special episode. So exciting because um, I believe that she mentioned or she has mentioned that the influence that she had in her own project is her mom and her abuelita. So you see that pattern, right? That we try to keep those memories alive. And y pues sí, a, a medida que que tú traes de nuevo esas personas en una manera positiva. We continue like their life. We celebrate their life. Los mantenemos vivos. So that's really, really, really special. Very heartwarming too. And algo muy de nuestra cultura, creo yo, ¿verdad? Mantener la memoria de los que ya no están. Yes. Yes. So, los Albi Mujeres Talk, we're continuing. We're continuing our food series. Um, so what better way than to have some as a guest, um, Bernie Molina, who's a award-winning um, Edencia cookbook. It was such a pleasure to meet with her, to talk oh, to yeah. her. I felt like we, we already had a connection with her. It was so <laughs> yeah. easy to talk to her. It was fun. We laughed. It was it was great. I thought it was it was a, a great. I, I we could probably had talked for four hours if we didn't. I know we had to stop ourselves. Like okay, I think that's. But it it was fun. I um looking forward to meeting her in person one day yeah. and and talking to Sava. I think we would have so much fun. I think she was she, absolutely great. Yes, she's a sweetheart. And like you said, it was very easy to get into the conversation, even though we have never spoke to her before. This was our first time. And having so many things, uh, very relatable things, uh, uh, that made things easier, honestly. And also, I admire her. I know that we have spoken about that too, Otidan. Oh my God, like what a, a, a story she has following her dreams. We're not gonna say more because we want you to listen this, um, this chat, this conversation, like a very friendly conversation we had with her. So you get to know her better and you can feel inspired by what she has done in her life, uh, pursuing what she loves and also keeping the heritage. So we hope that you like it. Absolutely. Hearing her, her passion. I mean, you definitely, if you haven't, follow her at Edencia Cookbook on Instagram. Um, but you see her Instagram account and the content that she provides. You can see the passion that she has, the drive, um, and very translatable in our interview with her as well. So and being that, you know, yes, we had Freddie um, that help, helped us and everything, but I felt like she was truly our first 
interview guests. So that for for us felt very special. Um, yeah, we were able able to share that with her, and she was open to it. So I loved it. So Bernie, thank you so much for joining us, and and further ado, our um, interview with Bernie Molina. Good morning, Bernie. Thank you so much for joining Sending Credits Talk at Oti and Tati and Bernie. Thank you so much. Well, as we have um, kind of talked and, and posted on, on our Instagram and everything, we talked about that the month of April, we're going to focus on la comida de Salvadoreña. And kind of, we, I think we talked about our, our own childhood memories with the foods and what it brings to us and also, um, Bernie, I'm sure you'll 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 hear, but I am um, per se, let's see, a picky eater, oh, and just well, familiar with picky eaters. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm raising three picky eaters. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've you know we've talked about like the some of the comidas and I'm kind of giving that the side eyes like oh yeah I remember that oh no I didn't like that and whatever but I have um I've set a goal for myself that I'm going to retry some of these comidas salvadoreñas just because the palate has changed and yeah. you know some of the foods that I've tried were when I was you know 12 and it was forcefully right it wasn't like yeah here <laughs> so tell us tell us Bertie about your experience in with food and how did you become inspired to reading um to writing a book that wow. was oh you know normally like I have this whole thing that I like to talk about but right now you just brought back some memories about picky eating that I'd like to mention because you know I'm I have one one kid and something important to me is, and I hope this isn't a tangent, but something important to me is making sure to like raise him, you know, where there's nothing forced. Oh, you got to try this because I just remember going, I'm just having flashbacks to like going <laughs> to Mexican restaurants with my family and you know, the big intimidating size plates and like, they're looking at comer, and I'm just like, oh, it's too bad. <laughs> now I just try to bring like, if I go somewhere where maybe the cuisine is new, I just try to bring my son his own snacks. But the good news is he loves pupusas. So, I mean, I think Yay. on the right track. <laughs> you know what? It's really funny that you're mentioning that because I remember my mom, when we used to go out to the restaurants, era la obligación se termina todo lo que pidió mm -hmm. porque aquí no se desperdicia comida y no se desperdicia dinero so you <laughs> remember <laughs> the negotiation where like my dad would be like okay you don't have to eat the vegetables but you have to finish the meat and I'd be like okay fair <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a whole other thing but exactly to answer your question about how I got into food I like to say that I was in the food industry since I was in the womb and what I mean by that is I'm the youngest of five, the baby. And um, my mom, when I was about five years old, she owned and operated her own Mexican bakery. Even though she's Salvadorian, she was really influenced by my dad. You know, my mom's Mexican, my dad's Salvadorian. And she was influenced by, by him. So she owned and operated a bakery, a panaderia in Inglewood. And before she became an owner operator, obviously like she, um, she had to work in the industry and she, you know, got to know her colleagues. So when she was pregnant with me, she, she kind of talked to my dad and she's like, okay, this is baby number five. I'm probably not going to have any more. Like this is a lot. <laughs> um, so this is going to be my last baby. 
and I really want to enjoy this, you know, pregnancy. I've always worked ever, you know, with all my kids. So I want to take at least a year off um, once he or she is born. And my dad's like, so super supportive. He's like, yeah, she's like, and then I, we can figure it out. He's like, oh, sounds great. So she actually resigned from her job. She's like, I'm going to enjoy my pregnancy too. Why not? <laughs> but she's a, she's a ambitious chingona hustler, cachimbona, you know, hard worker. So one of her colleagues that she had met over the years goes up to her and she's like, amiga, fíjate que I'm going to open my own bakery. And I really like your work ethic and your work style. Y quería saber if you could help me launch my business. And my mom was like, Oh, intrigued you know because mm -hmm. she learned a lot from that experience too and she said pues mira I'm gonna be straight up with you I'm pregnant so like you got me for like nine months but for nine months I'm yours I'll help you launch it but once it's open I, I don't think I can stay and her friend was like no you know be, right fellow moms we understand right. each other. Yeah. Her friend was like no that's perfect I I'll, I just really need the help to kick it off and so while my mom was pregnant with me, she was learning that side of the business, which she was hungry to learn. And that experience helped her later when she when she opened her business. So that's why I joke. I'm like, oh, since I was in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The food industry. And then as a small child, I was around it all the time because every Saturday, every Sunday was take your walk. Well, yeah, every Saturday, excuse me, was take your daughter to work day. <laughs> So I would be there and say, when you I'd be like, I'm going to be in the back room and I'm going to check the cameras. Okay. I'd be looking at the cameras. Like, I like, okay, little five-year-old, what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> that everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing? <laughs> so silly. And um, when I wasn't, you know, at my mom's business, like after school or on the weekends, uh, my grandma would be taking care of me. And she's just like one of those, she's not with us anymore, but she was one of those old school grandmas, like no McDonald's, Mija. we make everything from scratch. And, you know, she would always have those traditional meals ready for me. And so I was really influenced by that style of cooking as well. I think I speak for like all my family when we say that we were. And then finally, um, even though my mom, like, man, she was around food all day. I would be like, man, I ain't cooking for y'all. Like, <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know so like uh, but she would still come home and cook a meal from scratch delicious so that we could all sit together and have that family time I don't know how she did it where she could be an entrepreneur but and also like a mom and like have heels and lipstick on I don't know I I, I pray to God every day to give me the the wisdom and discernment so that I can you know be that for my family but she didn't I feel like she did have it all like the, especially in the 90s when that was so like something new right that women really wanted like she she really accomplished having it all a whole lot of kids yeah. <laughs> and a marriage and a business and then that quality family time that was never compromised and I remember there was this Breakfast was harder, but there was those sweet moments when we would have breakfast maybe before church or before she opened her business and she would make something like pancakes or chilaquiles and right, the, the, the Latin and American side. Mm -hmm. And it was just, those are some of the happiest memories of my childhood. And I'm so grateful for that. And so when I think of food, besides it being like delicious, right? I yeah. mean, it just really has these warm, fuzzy feelings for me, like of my mom, of my grandma, 
Um, you know, my husband is also Salvadorian American. So my suegra, like, hey, she throws down in the kitchen, you know? That's why my husband <laughs> loves me. I need someone who cooks like as good as my mom or you know. So, so she throws down in the kitchen too. And so that's something that we've bonded over as well. And so food has been just such a blessing to me. You know, yeah. the way that it bonded me to my grandma, to my mom, you know, and to my suegra now. And I'm looking, I mean, my son's one and a half, but I'm looking forward to, you know, sharing those moments with him as well. And oh, I just, I can't talk about food without one, getting hungry and two, <laughs> more fuzzy feelings. So I know it's yes. a very long-winded answer, but that's how I got into food. It's in my yeah. blood, it's in my DNA. No, no, that's perfect. No, I think the food, the dinner thing was also the same thing in my family as well. And my mom had her own business. She would come home and still cook a oh. full meal out of scratch. And now with, with being a mom of three and everything, I don't know. And I and that's the thing that I work from home. And I'm still feeling like I'm trying to figure it all out and everything. So I don't know, like we, my, my mom, my sister and I, my mom passed away a, a few years ago, but my sister uh, um, and I were saying, man, ya no hacen las mujeres como antes. It's true, you know, but I think something that helped her uh, was definitely having a supportive partner. Like my, like my, it's so funny when I talk about my dad, people are like, your dad's Mexican? Are you sure? Because he was like, like, <laughs> He's very uh, open-minded and like he was all about em empowering like his wife and his daughters. His his whole thing with me is like, hey, if, if, my, if I make sure my daughter's empowered, then like you ain't gonna get played <laughs> by just anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna be smart yeah. enough. So that was always his goal, which, hey, thanks dad. But um, he was always really supportive, you know? So like he was the type of, of, of patriarch in our family where he would tell my mom, look, I love your cooking, but it's also Friday. Do you, you want to go out? We can go out, you know, and oh, I'm, so I'm yeah, and I'm very blessed to have a, a partner with similar values. You know, my husband, same thing. We're like, tell me if this has happened to you. Like I, maybe like I try to thaw out meat and I don't time it. Like it's still not unfrozen by the end of the day. And I'm like, babe, what do I do? And he's like, I think that's God telling us that we need to go out for dinner. Let's go out as a family. Yeah. So it's just, it's nice, you know, to have those values, but it's also good when those values are like, because you want to and not because there's this pressure, right? Right, like, right. right. No, you know what? I feel completely related to that because yes, definitely. I think it's beautiful what you mentioned that uh, how your mom did everything. Mm -hmm. And I think here we are, three ladies trying to be the same as yeah. your mom because I truly believe that uh, my mom and your mom, Oti as well, they managed to do everything right yeah. so and that's the yeah. thing right i don't think they i don't ever remember my complaint maybe she did but i'm yeah <laughs> you cannot remember that i don't remember that either but i remember there was food there was i mean work everything was done so i think you you're also right bernie when you mentioned to have someone that supports you your your, your husband mm -hmm. i mean talking from my experience mm. i mean my my husband is salvadorian too so when I don't feel like cooking, I call him and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Today's not my day. So mm -hmm. he will cook. And I'm like, thank you so much. He cooks all the time. He cooks really good. I don't want to brag about it, but he cooks really good. Tengo so, envidia, pero de la buena. Don't worry, de la buena. <laughs> yeah, no, he cooks. And there's days when we're both tired. It's like, let's go out. Definitely. I love that. Definitely. So Bernie, let me jump into this other question i would love you to tell us who is bernie molina how mm -hmm. can you describe yourself 
Well, I like to say that I'm half Mexican-American, half Salvadorian-American, and 100% Latina. And I think that's a really um, simple summation of who I am because I grew up in a Latin neighborhood. I've been around Latinos, Latinas, Latinx my whole life. Um, and I was raised to be really proud of my culture. I was raised, um, <laughs> well, so my, you know, my dad, like I said, is Mexican and where he's from, it's pretty close. It's a Northern state. So sometimes maybe we would go annually as a family. And then sometimes he would like to go by himself because my great grandma or his grandma lived, was living there. He wanted to enjoy her while we still had her. I had the privilege of knowing her for the first 10 years of my life. So sometimes my mom would stay behind with my siblings. They'd be like, oh, we don't want to go to Mexico again. And I'd be like, I want to go. I want to go to Mexico. Take me with you. So it would be like our thing where I'd go alone with my dad to Mexico. And then my mom would stay behind with my siblings. And it was, oh man, those, those are some other really nice memories of my life and eating them food from there, right? And then <clears throat> we also had the privilege of visiting El Salvador. Like I would say before I started kindergarten, we would go, we would try to go annually or every other year. And then um, I went, I didn't go back for a while. And then I went back as an adolescent. I think right before I started my senior year of high school. And that was a really significant experience in my life going back, and trying all the food, <laughs> getting roasted by my cousins. Oh, mira, la prima la gringa. I'm like, I'm not a gringa. <laughs> but, you know, it was just a really like important experience, I think. And then, you know, I've, I'm so grateful that my, my husband's Salvadorian American too. So like we, we get each other, you know, uh, we have like obviously other things in common besides that, but <laughs> special things <clears throat> have in common and I, I remember when we met, like I was really standoffish, you know, um, just trying to guard my heart. Right. They get to know me. And then I was just like playing hard to get. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it works. It works. Okay. <laughs> and then, so he was like, oh, you know, where are you from? And then I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And then it came out that I was, you know, uh, Salvi Mex, as I like to say. Half right. Half Salvadorian. And he's like, oh, you know what? I'm actually Salvadorian. And my whole demeanor changed. And I was like, what? Really? <laughs> and so there was like the ice was broken, you know? And I warmed up to him. And, uh, you know, he, he had not been back. And uh, we had the privilege of going. We didn't plan it this way. It just worked out that, oh, thank, thank you, God. But we went right before I got pregnant. And I think that was just such a special experience to go back together. And it was like, like a vacation, but also getting back in touch with our roots. And a couple months before that, we went to Mexico together too. He's not Mexican, but he really loves the culture too. And so in our home, we really try to have, you know, those values that we grew up with of like pride in our culture and importance of like a priority of preserving our culture, you know, by, by eating traditional foods. Like obviously we eat other things. We like to, we're right. food, we like to explore different cuisines, but you know, just, you know, different, uh, keeping up different traditions, the traditions that we like anyway. And, and you know, I know we're, we're on an audio podcast, but since you, we're on video, you guys, you can see we have like even dedicated artwork to our roots, like to Sonora, to El Salvador. And it's just something Beautiful. You know. Thank you. Yeah, it's important to have yeah. in our home. It's important to raise our son that way. Yeah, and so that, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I can tell you about me. Like I'm, I'm a family-oriented person. Um, 
who really loves food and really loves her culture. And I feel so grateful that I, that I like, that's what I get to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cook all the time. Awesome. Yes. I love your videos. I love your passion that comes through on Instagram watching your food and everything. So you can tell you are you're loving it and it, it really comes through. Um, the love that you have for for the food. So I kind of want to go back to what you mentioned about your mom that you know she made on IDM um mixing bread and everything where she really immersed herself into the Mexican culture, you know. Um, and I kind of felt that way. No, I'm no longer with my kids, my kids' um father, but he was Mexican. And I also felt very as well that I immersed myself in La Cultura Mexicana and learning their foods and 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 so on. So that to me, just it also kind of shows that your family, family, that although yes, you know they they um, had their panaria and everything, that they also still very showed you the the, the cultura from both from both sides, and I think that's hard and it's a struggle. It's a struggle when you're raising South Mex kids, making sure like oh well, this things the the pupusas, you know, los tacos, even you showing them like like quesadilla, las enchiladas. I'm like no, that's not what it means. And then even when we go eat. And they're like, oh, we want horchata. And the last thing, is it Salvadoran horchata or Mexican horchata? Like, it's just, it's one of those like things where it is a little bit of a, a struggle to make sure to, to give them from the both sides. Yeah. And I would say like, um, so like all of my mom's family or the majority of her family, I should say, is over there in El Salvador. I have some cousins here. Oh, I love them so much. They're Salvi Mex too. My uncle got with a Mexican. Uh, I love, oh, I love them so much. Shout out to them if they're listening. And uh, they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> but um, so even they were like Saudi, but they were Saudi mix, right? So my mom was, you know, yeah, like you said, submersed. And all my dad's family is here. So that's what we were, you know, cooking and doing all the time. And my dad likes Salvadorian food, but he loves Mexican food. So she she wanted to make what he loved. Right, you know, right. Para because he worked really hard too, you know, really long hours. And so she wanted to show her, that's the way she shows affection, right? Through food. But what's funny is that here, we're like so immersed in the Mexican culture. Um, like I said, we did get both sides, but LA, you know, just the way it went, you would you would get more Mexican than Salvi. But what, <laughs> the funny thing is when we go to El Salvador, all of a sudden my dad is Mr. Salvadoreño drinking <laughs> his beer. Love and it. He, and his, her family loved him. They're like, oh man, you know, like they love him. Like they're like, he's their own, but he's like so into, he's like on the hammock. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> feeling the Salvi culture. I'm like, no más le falta el corvo. It's so sweet. Like our, my family in El Salvador, when they see him, they're like, oh, you know, do you like, we, we can play some corridos for you. Do you want us to play some? I mean, they're just so <laughs> loving to him and so affectionate to him. And I think that's why he likes it so much because besides it being a beautiful tropical place and his vacation mode, you know, um, <clears throat> when they visit, it's the hospitality. I mean, the hospitality in Latin America is like nothing else, like from our family, because they're just so happy to welcome us. And <laughs> but I, that always kind of cracks me up. Like in LA, my mom is is like very um, Mexican influenced, but in El Salvador, my dad is Salvi. <laughs> so funny. And they're going to try to, you know, embrace each other's cultures. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. totally but, love that. And it's true. I believe uh, we recorded uh, an episode of me going back to El Salvador after so many years. And it's mm-hmm. when you said your family, yeah. Uh, 
que sean bendecidos, right? Because they yeah. really try to make you feel so welcoming. And not yeah. only them, like regular people, I was sharing that we used to go to the supermarket and everybody very polite, like buenos dias, buenas tardes, yeah. everyone, people that do not know you at all. So yes, we're, we are heartwarming and welcoming. You're right. You're yeah. definitely right. Bernie, yeah, I love it. Can you tell us, because this is very interesting, when did you make that decision that, because it was a challenge, right? Like putting that passion on yeah. cooking, the inspiration coming from your mom, your grandma, and your family. When was it when you decided, you know what, I need to do something about it, like getting into a, a making this beautiful cookbook that you made? How did you make that decision? Um, so um, my husband was definitely a big um, supporter. I think the word is he uh, encouraged me a lot. And I would joke with him. I'm like, um, you're my husband. You're supposed to love my cooking. Like, yeah, like, stop. <laughs> flatter me. You flatter me, you know. Um, he was like, no, he's like, you should you should um, start a business. He was just always like, you should start a business. You should, he would like eat something. He's like, oh, we need to sell this, man. We'll, we'll be rich. <laughs> sell this. But it was always a joke, you know, because he's like, oh, this tastes so good. Um, but he would always be like, you know, he's like, you should start a business. That way, by the time we have a family, you have the flexibility of being a business owner. And you're not tied to the nine to five, which I did appreciate that uh, encouragement, like I said. And then, yeah, everything I'd make, he's like, oh man, you need to you need to do something with food. He's like, it's in your blood, clearly, you know? <laughs> and then, like, no, no. You know, I, cause I worked in the beauty industry for 10 years oh, wow. before I pivoted to food. No parece right now because it's Saturday morning, no matter. Like, <laughs> for real, I worked in the beauty industry no. for 10 years. <laughs> I'm just playing. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, so he was always really encouraging of that. And um, I, I used to do a lot of uh, like writing on the beauty side too. So I was, I've always been like an intuitive writer um it's just something that comes naturally to me and so he was like well at least write the recipes down he's like they're good you know <laughs> so I was like oh you know I'll think about it and then um he kept he just somehow like the encouragement the table conversations just us two you know, this was before we started a family right he would just like brainstorm with me he's like well he's like what if you do this what if you do that just because he was just so fascinated by the cooking <clears throat> and when you have someone who truly believes like I'm like, man, this man really thinks I'm capable of doing anything, right? Like, because, you know, sometimes you, you get ideas and you, in the self-talk, you're like, ah, oh, nah, that'll never happen. Yes, yes. I think I have journals of that. Yeah, <laughs> right? But when you have, like, you know, my partner, who's, like, the most important person, you know, in my life, telling me, oh, you could do it, you could do it. and I'll support you, you know? And and uh, I'm like, man, what, how, like, what freedom to explore? And when you have that freedom, you're, you're I, I, anyway, I wasn't really scared to fail. You know, uh, obviously there's always a little fear of failure, let's be honest, but, but you know, you, it's like, um, like a really safe area to explore. And so I started like just kind of documenting recipes and I'm like, oh, maybe I could do like a blog, maybe I could do like this, but I, I can't do anything until I have the written recipes, <laughs> excuse yeah. me. And then, um, you know, our schedules were a little different. Uh, he worked a longer hours than I did. So I would have some time alone in the evenings um so that's when I would write like I had a two-hour window in the evening so I'm like I could go to happy hour with my amiga stay and write let's see <laughs> drinks right yep 
but um we it just kind of i know it sounds silly but it almost like organically flowed just from those like safe and intimate partner conversations yeah. and um and then i kind of so told them well what if i do like a cookbook like what do you think of that do you think that's a good idea and he was like oh i love that and he even started youtubing how to i mean wow like what a supportive <laughs> partner like really looking into it like because he's like you could do it he's like you have to like he's like i think that it just it, oh man so much love from him que Dios me lo bendiga. Mm -hmm. and, um, oh. yeah so, so then like it evolved to like writing you know the cookbook and eat you know how I've been telling you guys about how food gives me all these warm memories. And I was like, man, each of these recipes really has a warm, fuzzy feeling attached to it. So I'm like, what if I open each recipe with like an anecdote about the person it reminds me of or who, it, who influenced it or yeah, like a memory about them. And it started kind of coming together like that. And then I was eager you know, I would wake up like at 5 a.m. and work out and make breakfast for us. And that way I'd have a little time to write before work, you know, and then uh, I would come home. And since I already worked out in the morning, I didn't have to do that at night. And then like maybe I'd make dinner and I'd document everything I was making at dinner. Right. And he's like, whoa, we're having we're having this for dinner. You never make this. It's kind of one of the, you know, something more the time consuming. And I'm like, no, no, I got to make it for the book or whatever. And um in the middle of that, we were blessed with our first pregnancy, which was a result of the birth of our first child, our only child at the moment. And um, I just felt so full circle. You know, I was telling you guys that my mom helped a friend kick off a business while she was pregnant with me. And then here I am pregnant, being creative around the food space as well. And then I felt ignited with uh, motivation. I'm like, oh, I gotta do it. I gotta finish. Because <laughs> once he's born, I don't have any kids yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna have the same amount of time. <laughs> that pressure. Yeah. 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 It was like double time. It took the first half of the book took a long time because I was figuring out the voice. I was figuring out the structure. But by the time I got pregnant, I, I kind of knew what I wanted out of the book. And so be, that coupled with the inspiration of my child, it, it just, it was double, double time. I, it, it finished so quickly. And then, you know, we were in a little, uh, you know, just a little global pandemic that lasted two years. Right, right. <laughs> certainly there was like free time around there. And I actually had a little bit of, uh, I had to go on bed rest when I was pregnant. You know, we're fine now, mm -hmm. uh, but rather than think about it you're on bed rest you can't really do anything to like distract yourself the you think the world is falling apart right. I didn't want to <clears throat> I didn't want to freak out so I was like let me just immerse myself in this project this is going to be like an outlet for me and then it was just crazy man the photography I was like super pregnant I had compression socks <laughs> like this photography from the waist up I had compression socks and and sneakers <laughs> And I want, I had this vision. I'm like, oh, you know, the photography I want, like, I, you know, I worked in the beauty industry, right? So right. I, like, I want some of my friends to do my hair. Some of my friends to do my makeup. I'm pregnant. This will be like my pampering time. Girls, no, let me tell you with the pandemic, I'd had to do everything myself. So I'd wake up, be on my feet, do my hair and makeup and then start cooking. Some days we'd cook like 12 dishes in a day. Oh, wow. My suegra and my mom kind of came a couple of times to help me like with the mm. dishes. Or just they're like, here, we'll chop stuff, you know, while you move on to the next recipe. I mean, it was it was like hard work. And, you know, everything is the whole book is a self-published endeavor. So there wasn't like a big publisher saying, oh, Bernadette, here's your advance. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that came out of my, my pocket. Um, so uh, there was a lot on the line there, you know, and then paying the photographers and there, I was just like, man, I, I hope this, this, this has to work. This has to work. Yeah, <laughs> my, my whole, my fear was like, I don't want this to look like Chapa at the end. You know, I don't want this to look like I went no. to Pico's and like made copies of stuff, you know? Right. <laughs> But, they, you know, thank God it, it all came together one way or another. And um, a year after release, it won Best Latino Focused Design. Beautiful. Because of all the, you know, the design and the photography and the beautiful photos of the food. And it also won silver for Best Cookbook. And I'm like, man, like, I can't believe, like, a little awesome. self-published awesome. Latinx project did that. So that was just so, like rewarding. It's validation, but it was validating. Like, I've got to say, like, after all the hard work of, like, Dude, I wanted, and then I was still working full time. Wow. I would, do that okay. <laughs> I would do that on the weekends on my days off. Like I just wanted to like be on the couch and like watch trash TV, but I pushed yes. myself to do it. And I'm just so happy that it came together. And I still can't believe it. It feels like, you know, like when you're in labor and like, you know, it was hard, but like it wears off after like, oh, yeah. that. I'm like, I know it's really hard, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's beautiful I love how it just yeah like you said but it just naturally all just came together full circle and it worked out I'm sure there was some you know blood sweat there that you're like oh my god I can't but I love that you had just where it all came together and somehow in the full circle and I love your 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 thought with um that both of you your mom you were pregnant pregnant I was like oh my god that is so beautiful that is so beautiful so hopefully then your son grab that that, that passion in the womb right it's <laughs> your same passion yeah oh I mean I'll, I'll be proud of him whatever he does but that would be so cool right. like he'll have bragging rights like three generations yes <laughs> food foodies Thank you, Bernie. Honestly, for sharing that experience, you winning an award for your cookbook, knowing that you were the one organizing everything, like the photographer, the makeup, the hair. And I admire and I really like this very much that you have a beautiful woman tribe because you mentioned that your mom went, she jumped into helping you, your suegra. And that's very special. Mm -hmm. That's very special. We always talk about this with Oti that we really love and support that those communities, yeah. esos pequeños grupos, esas tribus que te permiten, like helping someone else to go up, right? Yeah. And and that's very beautiful. And and like Oti mentioned. It's beautiful, the cycle that you had with your mom, your pregnancy, and your mom being pregnant with you. To me, those are things that are very, like the destiny, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe yeah. the destiny, it is meant to be that way. And you said something that you started to do it, you started to take the time, but I don't know, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but sometimes we feel with Oti the same way that when we decided to do this podcast, I mean, we don't know or we didn't know before anything related to podcasts. Yeah, you learn, um, as you, go. you learn as you go, correct. But there's a feeling that is telling you that you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. And I mean, speaking personally, I feel like this is my call. Yeah. And I feel also the same when we share, it was great, uh, this month went yeah. good, our research, 
so I, I get that, that same, um, esa misma emoción, esa misma idea de ti, right? Yeah. That you feel the same way and everything then comes naturally. Yes. It flows, right? Totally. Like I said, it just started to, like once I decided and accepted, okay, I'm going, I had to say it out loud, right? I'm going to write a Salvi Mex cookbook. No matter what happens, I'm going to do it. And it's going to come from the heart. And all I care about is just being true to like how I feel, my love for my cultures and the food because <laughs> it tastes good. <laughs> and I just want to share that feeling like that this plate reminds me of my grandma. This plate reminds me of my great grandma. And I know that a lot of people can relate to that. And I want to share that beautiful feeling. And, and that's just, that's all it was about, you know? Um, and I stayed true to that. And like, like you said, the, or and like we were talking about, the pieces just came together. A pandemic couldn't stop me. A pregnancy couldn't stop me. We just went forward. And yeah, like you were saying, um, I feel that a lot too, because like, I, I'm not just a cookbook author, although I am really proud of that title, but like, I was also like the publisher, the project manager, the... <laughs> I mean, I had everything. To, yes, I had to like manage so many moving parts, and you know, like make sure that the that the manuscript was edited. You know, I hired an editor. Um, I had to make sure the manuscript was like getting finished editing as we were doing the photography. I wanted those two things done at the same time so that the designer can splice them together. I mean, there was just so many moving parts, and like one is contingent on the other. One depends on the other to move smoothly and move on time, and. There were no breaks. I'm telling you, I did that on the weekends. And after work, like twice a week, my husband and I would take birthing classes. It was cr a crazy time in our lives. It was so crazy, but I loved it. And you know what? I was pregnant and I got to eat all the food that I made for the book. So that was awesome. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh my God, that's such a point. Well, I'm, I have to do it for the book. I have to do it for the book. de comerme todo esto para el libro. <laughs> is there any future project that you have or a special thing that you're working on that you can maybe share with us oh girl let me tell you there's so many like first of all there's so many things here in my brain that I want to execute and sometimes I get almost not overwhelmed but like overstimulated like oh I want to do this I want to do that I want to do that and then I humble myself and I'm like okay <laughs> What can you accomplish while your son is napping? Because that's really, <laughs> that's really the free time that you have. So um, for sure, one thing I can tell you is e like even more great content coming, you know, to Instagram, to TikTok. That's like, for me, I love doing it. It's exciting. It's a great way for me to interact with people. I've met amazing people through content creation. I mean, such as you lovely ladies and so many other really talented um, passionate food creators that I'm really happy to have connected with. So like that will never stop. Like you can always count on that coming more. Um, there's, there's two projects that I'm really excited about that I can't mention at the moment. No <laughs> worries, but we'll keep on tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we understand. Don't worry, but it's exciting to know that you you're not stopping you're still yeah. you're still going yeah oh my goodness there's, there's so many ideas for like more cookbooks in my brain but it's just a matter yeah. of maybe the next pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure and that's amazing it's amazing like talking about strong women we have a 
super strong women here with us and we're very lucky that to know that everything that you have accomplished and hablando de eso, you know, si quieres algo en la vida, you can create mm -hmm. your dream and you can go after it y lo puedes lograr y tú eres un ejemplo de eso. So thank you so much because it's, it's, it's inspiring. Trust me, for us listening to you right now is Thank you. It's inspiring, definitely, because um, I think that everyone in life, we are trying to accomplish something, right? But what better way to bring something for others? And that's what you did with the cookbook and with your recipes, with your videos and the content that you create on Instagram and TikTok. So thank you. Thank you again for that. And we're very curious about something, Bernie, and I really want to know if you or if you can tell us your favorite Salvadorian dish, food, <laughs> what is that lucky? Your to-go. Your to-go like. Gosh. Well, I mean, I love some chicharron and yuca frita with like the buttery <gasps> garlic sauce and horchata salvadoreña. Look, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it right here. I don't care who I piss off. Salvadorian horchata is better. I'm sorry, I had to say it. I had to say it. It's better. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. so agree. I know. Hopefully, we won't piss people off, but I totally to for me. Okay. <laughs> it's so true. I, I'm, I'm so glad that, you said it. <laughs> yes, it's you know, like we all, con todo el respeto del mundo, pero yeah, it's richer. I think with yeah, the ingredients, it's, like it's not overpowered by the milk. It's not too sweet. It's just amazing. I never liked horchata as a child, and then one day, like I tried horchata. They didn't tell me it was salvia. I'm like, hey, this horchata is good. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's salvia horchata. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. God. You can feel the difference. Totally yeah, different. oh, yeah. So that's my like. That's my favorite thing is just like some like freshly made ice cold horchata and some fried chicharron and fried yuca like with the sauce and maybe some curtida, uh, so I'm mouthwatering right now yeah I could eat that like and I won't get tired of it it's probably not that good for my cholesterol but fried food in the pork uh yes it's so good love it uh, but another thing I really like that I wouldn't say it's my go-to because it's so much hard work the Salvadorian tamales I look forward to them all year but oh my goodness there's so much work that I, it's not like I make that like on a Tuesday, you know what I mean? That that's not gonna happen. But I love them a lot too. They're so good. Yeah, that, that was about to be uh, our next question. What was the hardest one? Oh. And I think you, you, I totally agree with you. Like tamales, we talk about them with Oti recently, yeah. and it's a lot of work in there. I mean, just the 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 preparar la masa is not the same that the. The way you, you get make... some biceps stirring that masa, you will get some biceps in that masa, and, and, and you will think, right? We cook the masa first, yeah. And I have seen with uh in Mexico, they don't cook the masa, I mean, they just put it there, they put well, it they steam it, yeah, in the in the tamal pot. Well, you mean it's not pre cooked, it. not pre cooked, yeah. it's not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. We do both things. We cook it first, yes. and then we steam it. So. Cook it again. <laughs> you know, Just to make sure, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I was telling you guys about that experience when I went to El Salvador as a teenager and how it really impacted me. And when I got, it's so funny, you know, like I was 17, you know, now I'm about to be 32. And so at that time, like my, my grandma, who was still with us, my mom's mom, she lives in, she lived in El Salvador. And all of her sisters all got together and like 
um, nos, I think so, iban a despedir de nosotros with a big tamalada. So they were making tamales and I'm like, no me cayó el 20 that like so many ladies were making tamales. I just thought, oh, everyone wants to help because everyone like, you know, right? Food is a love language and they wanted to, you know, um, send us off. But now I'm like, no, it wasn't that many ladies making it because it's a lot of work to make. It's food. necessary. Yes. Uh, it's a long work, but yeah, th I think that tamales is one of those things where, you know, you can't just have it through Monday through Friday. Of course, if you go buy it at a restaurant there, but if you want your own, it is to be a special occasion, the help yeah. and it, it, yeah, blood and sweat there. It's making those tamales. You know what, Bernie? One day you should do like a workshop on tamales and we're gonna, we're gonna join you so we can do it together. <laughs> yeah, because it must be awesome to learn how to make it right, to have yeah. that amount of women like making them. I mean, yeah. in, in listening to the chit chat there, like, oh, like the so I mean, <laughs> those tismes, but then también, you know, those stories, honestly, like yes. for us to be able to do something that our grandmas used to make. Yeah. And that must be amazing, right? So yeah, if, if you decide one day, let us know. We're gonna we're gonna join you so definitely. Maybe <laughs> yeah. um, in anticipation for the holidays. I know there's a lot of those recipes that are can be a little um, intimidating to make. Yeah. Like even me growing up, seeing it made all the time. Some of the stuff I'm like, uh, I think one thing that intimidates me sometimes is like making menudo, just like preparing all of the yeah. fancy stuff and just like let me put on some gloves. Like I like this yeah. one. It's good. But, uh, let me <laughs> a matter of just um getting comfortable with it and the more you do it the more comfortable you are but it's not like you make it al cada ratito that's why right. exactly you know that's why you get so nervous first like we should do tamales Ay, no quizás no hay que ver si la vecina va a hacer y le compro <laughs> i have a special neighbor she makes very good salvadorian tamales oh. but it's always in the back of my my head I want to make them. I want to be able to say that, that at least I learned how to, right? Yeah. Because I have seen it so many times, but to jump into making that masa, give it's it a flavor different. to that masa, yeah, it's, it's different. different. And you you have to stay with it the whole time. You can't, like, otherwise it'll clump up. You have to constantly mm -hmm. And, you know, in my cookbook, that's why the last two recipes of the book are tamales, Salvadorian and Mexican, because I feel like that's how the year ends every year with, like, tamales. And I, I thought it would be yeah. cute to finish the book with those yeah. recipes too that's oh, wow. included you know that's really beautiful bernie so we have one special question for you and it's um what is one piece of advice that you will give to someone that is starting a, a new business a new project or a passion that they've been thinking for so long and they don't know how to start with it what will you tell them I would say just start. Don't be embarrassed. There was manuscripts, you know, there was like, for example, in my case, the book would not exist if I didn't just start writing. Even if I wasn't really sure, like, I kind of want a cookbook, but I want it to be this. It evolved as I was writing it. And that's okay. You're finding your voice. You're, you're tweaking, you know, your, your brand story or your, like, your mission. But just start. My first reel on Instagram, for example, it got like hardly any views. It's all choppy. I had no idea what I'm doing. And then like a couple months later, a reel got like over 300,000 views. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, uh, or even something like on TikTok, like uh, 
I was getting made fun of. They're like, oh, aren't you a little old? Like, you know, my, my family, we all roast each other. That's just how we show love, I guess, by <laughs> gently bullying each other. I don't know. <laughs> and, um, they were like, you're on TikTok. Aren't you a little old for TikTok? And then, you know, I, um, I remember one night I got like 30,000 followers overnight because of a tortilla video, you know, and then, and that kind of helped me find other opportunities, you know, in different ways. So what I'm saying, or, or even like submitting my book into the International Latino Book Awards, I was like, oh, I don't know, it's not, it's like, it's self-published. And then I researched it and they said, you know, we accept self-published books. We, we consider them legitimate. And so I submitted it and I actually won an award. I won two awards, you know, if I had never, like what I'm trying to say is if you don't try, nothing will happen. Absolutely. So just try it. Yeah. And then you, I think another piece of advice, I think that's the gentle advice. Oh, try it. And anything can happen, which is true. <laughs> it's true. But yeah. another thing is that like you, you do, and this might be harder to hear, you do have to make the time. You're not going to find the time. I'm not going to sit down on my own. No, you have to make the time. You have to prioritize what's important to you. And that, that part is hard, especially you ladies are, you have to find the time. <clears throat> And, and uh, it, may, it may sound like a little hard to, to swallow, you know, like a hard pill to swallow, but that's something that I had to realize. I wish I had started sooner. Oh my goodness, this idea was, I was talking up with my husband maybe two years about this. And wow. I already like cookbook, cookbook, like it, you know what I mean? Like when I finally accepted it, I was like talking myself out of it. Oh, maybe, no, who's gonna want? Oh, Savi Mex, there's so much beef between Salvadorians and Mexicans, no one's gonna get it. And now in my Instagram community, I've met so many people who are Salvi Mex or maybe who have Salvi Mex kids, you know what I mean? So, so I'm like, I would have never known that if I hadn't tried. And so trying is the first step towards like any type of success. And also, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of rambling now because I'm so like stimulated by this, but it's true. Like you have to make the time. I would be lying if I said, oh, it was easy. I just, you know, just found the time to write the book, <laughs> a whole book. No, like I'm telling you, I would wake up at 5 a.m. some days just so I could do stuff I needed to do in the morning, have a little bit of time to write, right? So like I would like make, maybe make breakfast, work out a little bit, tidy up the home a little bit. Um, write a little bit and then come home and then I'm like well since I did all of that in the morning when I come home from work it's on I'm gonna you know and then uh and then the weekends you know I wish I was at brunch with my friends I love brunch <laughs> I love the I wish I was getting buzzed and <laughs> mimosas right now I wish I was at brunch with you guys right now you ladies are fun to talk to thank you I wish I was doing that right. in the moment now I'm glad that I made the little sacrifices of like, no, today I'm writing all day and I'm still doing that. You know, like right now, <clears throat> what I have planned for today is like, I have some content to film, you know, and I, I like having a reserve of content. I feel good today. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll, today, if I film, it's going to be really authentic. And that's what I like. You know, I don't, I never wanted to feel forced. I always wanted just to be like the real me because there's enough like fake stuff out there. You know, right. I don't want to contribute to that. So to bring a long-winded answer to a conclusion, I guess if, if any advice I have to someone is to be, you know, be yourself, show up for yourself. You owe it to yourself. Start as soon as possible. Even if you end up tweaking things later, just, just start, you know, start writing. Just because you're writing it now doesn't mean anyone's going to read it. You know, you can always go back and proofread it. You can hire an editor if you can, you know, so just, just get started. You owe it to yourself 
to get started. And you will never know what you're capable of until you start. Beautiful and well said. Oh my God, I felt so related right now. Like <laughs> we had the same concerns at first. Like, mm. why are we doing this? Like, mm -hmm. is people gonna listen? And then we came to that point. Like, you know what? It doesn't matter who listens to it. It doesn't matter how many people do we have on Instagram followers. It doesn't matter because we just want to put out there what we're doing with our hearts, like doing our research on everything and just trying to build the community. So beautiful say, yeah, we feel completely related. Yeah. And we are very thankful again with you for taking the time oh, no, for joining you. us. It's been amazing. Like I wish honestly that we couldn't have done this in person too. Oh, yeah, I'd love to come back and, you know, talk some more in person with some mimosas. I don't know. I don't know. There you go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> but no, thank you. We appreciate this a lot. And we really hope that people can get to know you even mm -hmm. more for mm -hmm. them to, to go to your Instagram, to look for you at Encia Cookbook. Oh my God please if you're listening support Bernie she's doing a great thing to keep our culture and to keep uh, what represents us what better thing that food I mean food takes you places yeah a love language yes. and you're putting it out there thank you again for that Bernie thank you oh no thank you guys for you know taking the time to out of your Saturday morning like I said we're all moms here we all made the sacrifice of our time to spend time together and I, I had a great time I hope you did too and um yes. I think so it's just, yeah thank you I think it's so fitting that we're together because like you know in the cookbook it's really just about honoring the matriarchs who like nourished me who showed me love through food and I, it's just well how universal is that is that concept right like I, I didn't even know you guys were moms and we got out I'm like oh you guys are moms too yeah. you know? <laughs> so mom pride right here so yes I just really want to say thank you so much for for taking time out of your day to talk to little me and you know have a, a conversation I it was so fun I, I I feel like I've known you a long time and I hope we get to get together and, and chat again very yeah. soon I agree I think again that organic just it just it all fit so I loved it it's great great don't get me wrong I was like nervous all week like oh my god we're gonna say things are we gonna be able to like, conversate are we gonna have click and my feelings are at ease. It was great. It was wow. so much fun. I guess we can get together again soon. I hope you ladies have an amazing rest of your Saturday. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Please follow us on Instagram. Leave us a comment, a message, and take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.